welcome, dear listener, to In the Borderlands, our podcast where we explore creativity, mythology, and magic. We are, as always, your hosts, Torgrim Elvstene from Norway, Mikael Öberg from Sweden, and this is Luni Solar Mind episode five, our podcast within the podcast, our short kind of. Uh, free-ranging <laughs> podcasts where we explore the light of the full moon, basically, mm. and uh, our inspirations and intimations and stories that we got from actually spending time in the light of the full moon last year, last cycle, from May to April. Yes. And this year we are looking back at what texts and uh, images and uh, ideas came from spending time in lunar light, and we are exploring and looking at again and now of course it is the time of the september full moon yes and if you look at uh, traditional names you will find names like uh, barley moon yellow leaf moon harpoon moon vine moon harvest moon but we ended uh, ended up with singing moon yes now, why would we choose such a name for this moon? We didn't get that much song or information. Like before, we got quite a lot of, I got a lot of texts, yeah. like uh, just automatically uh, coming from spending time, time with the full moon. But this time, I was, I was kind of walking from my studio to the train station in the center of Oslo in the kind of starting to become slightly darker September evening night. Mm. And uh, the full moon was there quite clearly, but it, it was also like partially obscured, like a translucent cloud cover, mm. as if it was behind sort of like uh, some glass or something like that. And the only thing that that came to me, like uh, when I was walking underneath and looking up at that spectacle, was this, uh, this these lines on repeat. Things that have been hidden from sight will soon come to light. Things that have been hidden from sight will soon come to light. And that was all I got. Mm. 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 Insisting on uh, insisting on that that like uh, those yeah yeah pieces, yeah and in in that way it was uh, very similar for me because I also got like a very short text uh, some few words uh, and I was uh, spending time in the lunar light uh, at home in Jana Sweden outside my little house and uh, yeah what I got was this. Fear of loneliness creates aloneness. Go forth alone. My power is not my own. Hmm. And I, yeah, I didn't even have a clear feeling what it was all about. That was, hmm. that was, yeah, what I was given. Mysterious and kind of obtuse, yet kind of somehow intriguing. Hmm. The singing moon, uh, according to what we have gathered, it's related a bit to the old Druidic tradition. That it was like a name coming from the, the you know the the British Isles. Mm. And uh, I'm reminded of the fact that from ancient times you would sing a lot during the harvest. Mm. But also this thing about the relationship of song, as in connecting to the land in different ways, both listening to, to hear a song, the song of nature, or yeah. singing to connect to nature and uh, when you spoke about this go out alone or to to find something and i uh, reminds me of something i read once in a in a book the green man and the dragon the mystery behind the myth of saint george and the dragon power of nature kind of connecting the image of saint george with the green man and in this book i remember faintly how there would be this tradition of going to certain sacred spaces 
like um, an ancient bardic tradition, like uh, what our our forebears in the storytelling world, you might say, in the in the British Isles. Often places where you you would have like um, stone circles or places where where the the energy of the earth was particularly powerful. Mm. Or barrows is, is one of those those places. And and uh, how there was a tradition of sleeping at the threshold of these barrows, almost like mounds in the earth or like uh, now we sometimes think they've been used for burials but according to this tradition they might also have been used as a way of like being being made as a womb yeah of the earth goddess and going there at the threshold to lie there on the stone at the threshold and listen for the song of the earth and wait mm. speaking mythically of course, it can be used for burial and for yes this thing. It, it, I mean, pro- that's that's more likely. <laughs> yeah, because because in a sense, you know, the, the the symbolism of that womb is both related to the birth and the birth goddess and the death goddess. Usually, they yeah. were one and the same thing. So, yeah. the womb of the earth, you, you you come from that, and you also go back yeah. uh, to it. But I I, I I find that this thing about listening it, it does remind a bit of what I think we have been trying to do with this project. <laughs> of going in and listening specifically in the light of the full moon and listening and then receiving mm. something and then trying to express what that is and of course it's it's both the fact that we are trying to sing <laughs> yeah but also that the moon is also singing yeah uh, of course it's also about listening to the song not only about expressing it yourself yeah our our songs were not that wordy this time uh, not that verbose but uh, there is something there yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, it, it's like this idea about uh, the world as being some sort of background to human life. Yeah, yeah. This divide. Uh, and then it's like, we need to do everything. Whereas this is some sort of practice where you try to, to join in. In a sense, the entire entirety of nature is a big chorus. Yeah. And sometimes you get the solo, but not all the all the all the fucking time. No, <laughs> <laughs> for the last uh, for the last you know few centuries, we've been really obsessed with just take taking that microphone, yeah, <laughs> to the detriment <laughs> of of the rest of the of the choir. Yeah, yeah, it's more of a monologue, really. <laughs> yeah, more of a monologue. So it's about also knowing how to sing uh, to become part of the harmony. Yeah, because if you only focus on that one voice, then then of, of course things get out of harmony because then mm. you're not listening anymore. You're just mm. going off on your own tangent. Mm. That's also an association to to where we're at at the moment as yeah. a species. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And uh, since we work with uh, traditional narrative mythology, then it, it relates to that as well. I mean, I remember we spoke about this uh, with Ben Haggerty, yeah, the performance storyteller, a few episodes ago where you both pass on old stories and create something new at the same time. Mm. You're not a soloist and you're not just repeating mm. what someone else has said, but you are doing both at the same time. It's a, it's a particular type of uh, creation. Uh, so, so yeah, the, again, this joining in, somehow you, you receive something from you yeah, have you receive it from the lunar light you receive it from the tradition of stories it does something to you and you do something to it and then and, and yeah it's it's a dialogue mm. yeah just like reminding me of the 
I think it was Jean-Jacques Rousseau who spoke about this romantic genius, this idea of the romantic genius from whom all ideas just emerge. You know, some, something like totally original. Yeah. If it was Rousseau or Voltaire, I'm not completely sure now, but this concept of the, the genius from which everything emerges, like fully original. Mm. Autonomous. Autonomous, yeah. yeah like so, as to- totally separated from everything. Yeah, from everything else. Yeah, we are, we are still living in that kind of that's that's sort of fiction yeah yeah instead of listening to the surroundings we are in uh you know and trying to see that there is there is an interplay Mm. between everything yeah about singing along with what you can see and observe the calendar that we have now is quite abstracted from anything that's observable but you know the lunar calendar not to say that that was kind of superior in a way but back in when we had the lunar calendar it was related to the faces of the moon the word calendar itself comes from latin calendar which means to call out because in Roman times, there was someone, designated person, looking for the appearance of the new moon and would then call out like a song. Now there's a new cycle has begun. A new moon has appeared. That's beautiful. And and also the singing moon, when we talked a bit about it before, it made me think of stories that I've heard from Greenland, from mm. Inuit peoples. And it relates to this in the way that I know you're familiar with um, this concept of uh, waiting for something to burst. I remember reading about it. It had to do with honoring and celebrating whales or the whale, yeah. gathering in the dark, in the stillness, in the quiet, and then waiting for songs to appear. Uh, I don't know if this was a yearly event or whatever, but uh, but old songs wouldn't do. So you would have to wait for new songs that would be powerful and just right for this moment. And then you had to gather in the stillness, in the dark, and wait for the songs to emerge like bubbles from the depth of the sea. It's a beautiful image. Uh, so you can all also relate to yourself in this way. Because we, we have such a monotheistic idea of ourselves as well. Yeah. We have one personality. We are one person uh, and uh, one person to rule them all. <laughs> Whereas actually there's quite a lot of dialogue possible with yeah yourselves. Then. Yeah, in a sense, everyone has a lot of split personalities. <laughs> we're, we're not yeah, fixed. Yeah. Sometimes we, we, we believe we are, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's also a beautiful image of listening with the intention to sing, but not just having the intention to sing, no matter what, oh. <laughs> but actually listening for the appropriate song, for the, yeah. for the right one. But there's also a funny story that I read in one of these books. I, I have a heap of books on Inuit myth and uh, stories and songs, most of them in, in Swedish. For anyone who speaks Danish or Swedish, Look in the show notes and you will find references to these books. But there was a funny story also about a young man. He just had this urge to sing about his dwelling place. He wanted to make a beautiful song about his beautiful dwelling place. And so he went out under the moon. He searched for the words and he composed 
beautiful words. And he kept thinking about how he would sing these songs to his friends and how they would love these songs. And they were so beautiful. And he was in some sort of almost trance uh, under the moonlight, composing this beautiful song about his beautiful dwelling place. And suddenly he kind of woke up from this trance and he saw the mountain where his dwelling place was. And, and there was something different. It was bigger than usual. And then he saw it, 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 it actually grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and then he heard this voice saying, you little human, the echo of your words have reached me. Do you really think that your song can contain me? And then he almost fell backwards and, and ran back home and all the words that he had composed, they just disappeared from his mind, <laughs> scrambled away. And when he came home, he had no song and that was it. <laughs> and I think it, it's just a funny, it's a funny story, but also quite touching mm. uh, that it's a, it's a delicate thing. Yeah. I hope he went out and made another song at another point in time. I, I really do. The Singing Moon, we did not receive many words, but uh, tried to join in the choir. Mm. Yep. Mm, let's see what uh, October will bring then. Let us see. <laughs> 